Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, we return now to the last chapter of Samson's life. Remember, he ruled for 20 years, so a lot of time has uh, lapsed between chapter 15 and chapter 16. And I, I just want to tell you, before I start reading this chapter, a lot of people think that Delilah, the woman who led Samson astray, was a prostitute. It's not necessarily true. This chapter 16 actually contains two stories. The first three verses are about Samson and a prostitute. Then it says sometime later in verse 4, he fell in love with uh, Delilah. And so this is two separate stories uh, while you're listening. The first three verses very short concerning Samson and a prostitute and a, a great feat of strength. Judges chapter 16. One day, Samson went to Gaza, where he saw a prostitute. He went in to spend the night with her. The people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night, saying, at dawn we will kill him. But Samson lay there only until the middle of the night. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate, together with the two posts, and tore them loose, bars and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so that we may tie him up and subdue him. Each of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Samson answered her, If anyone ties me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. Then the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried, and she tied him with them. With men hidden in the room, she called out to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the bowstrings as easily as a piece of string snaps when it comes close to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have made a fool out of me. You lied to me. Come now, tell me how you can be tied. He said, If anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I'll become as weak as any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them. Then, with men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the ropes off of his arms as if they were threads. Delilah then said to Samson, All this time you've been making a fool of me and lying to me. Tell me how you can be tied. He replied, If you weave the seven braids of my head into fabric on the loom and tighten it with the pen, I'll become as weak as any other man. So while he was sleeping, Delilah took the seven braids of his head, wove them into the fabric, and tightened it with the pen. Again she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and pulled up the pen and the loom and the fabric. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? 
This is the third time you've made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, Come back once more, he has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles, they set him to grinding grain in the prison. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god, and to celebrate, saying, Our god has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. When the people saw him, they praised their god, saying, Our god has delivered our enemy into our hands, the one who laid waste to our land and multiplied our slain. While they were in high spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson to entertain us. So they called Samson out of prison, and he performed for them. When they stood him among the pillars, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, Put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple, so that I may lean against them. Now the temple was crowded with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there, and on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just one more time, and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached toward the left pillar and the right pillar, which stood in the temple, bracing himself against them, his right hand on one and his left on the other. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all of his might and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than when he lived. Then his brothers and his father's whole family went down to get him. They brought him back and buried him between Zorah and Eshtaol in the tomb of Manoah, his father. And he had led Israel for 20 years. Now, friends, this starts with Samson and an encounter with the prostitute. And let me just kind of shape this story a little bit. I'll read it. One day, Samson went to Gaza. That's the same area that in modern times the Gaza Strip is located, where he saw a prostitute. He went to spend the night with her, and the people of Gaza were told, Samson's here. So it says, they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. So there was a big crowd of these people um, stationed at the city gate. Make note of that mentally. They made no move during the night, saying at dawn will kill him. But Samson lay there only till the middle of the night. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate, together with the two posts, and tore them loose, bars and all. Now, 
these city gates, if you picture in your mind like an old cowboy movie where the soldiers, the cavalry soldiers, have a, a wooden fort somewhere with big gates that horses ride in and out of, you kind of get a little bit of a mental picture. But these these city gates were intended for defense. They were not little residential door sizes. They were huge. And so all these men are stationed there to fight Samson. Samson comes and just walks by the men, essentially, and rips the doors, the gates, the city gates, and the posts they're attached to loose. And then it says he carries them to the hill that faces Hebron. Friends, that's about 20 miles from where he started. So these huge gates, nobody could stop him. He displayed this amazing feat of strength and walked away from this crowd that wanted to kill him. Verse 4, sometime later, he fell in love with Delilah. And so separate incident, as I mentioned, she's not the prostitute, at least not this prostitute. And so the rulers of the Philistines said, hey, she's dating Samson. Let's pay her if she'll find out a secret of his strength. So they offered her 1,100 shekels of silver. And so she started inquiring, you know, Samson, please tell me the secret of your great strength. And he lied to her three times, thinking it was all playful, but it wasn't playful. And then finally, in verse 15, she said to him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you've made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your strength. And so she continued to nag him until he said the truth. No razor has ever been used on my head because I've been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. So Delilah sent for the rulers of the Philistines and she said, this is the real deal. I've got the I've got the answer. So they had the, the money in their hands. Uh, they cut his hair and sure enough, his, his strength left him. And when his strength left him, he didn't realize that the Holy Spirit had left him. He woke up from his sleep and he said, well, I'll just kind of shake myself and walk out free as I always have. But he didn't know that the Spirit of the Lord had left him. Now, to me, friends, that's a terrible thing. The fact that he didn't realize um, the Lord had left him. The Lord, of course, was the one who had empowered him. So then the Philistines gouged out his eyes and they took him to Gaza as a slave in prison. But there's a note in verse 22, the hair on his head began to grow again. They thought that this was a, a permanent situation, but Samson resumed his Nazarite vow with no haircuts. Eventually, they had this big party. We don't know the total number there. It was either 3,000 or there were 3,000 on the roof, plus those that were in the main part of the building. And they asked for Samson to be brought out to entertain them. So Samson asked the little slave boy who brought him to put him between the pillars that were supporting the temple. And um, Samson prayed and said, Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just once more. Let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all of his might and down came the temple on the rulers and on all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than when he lived. Now, at first glance, you may think, you know, Samson died a sinner. You know, this um, sleeping with these women, you know, um, falling in love with Delilah and and being there and and breaking his vow, having his hair cut and so forth. You may think that um, Samson 
died in some reprobate state. But the New Testament has to, something to say about Samson. From Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 1132, I'm just going to name Samson. Several people are mentioned, but it says, And what more shall I say? I don't have time to tell about Samson, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, who quenched the fury of flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. And so the New Testament uses Samson as an example of a man of faith. That's Hebrews 11:32 through 34. And some other men are mentioned there. I just skipped their names. But Samson, God's estimation of Samson's final end was victorious. To you, it may seem that it was it was a terrible, terrible way to end his life. And it is very sad that he was killed in this event. But it was a victory for the Lord. It was a victory for the kingdom of God. God's understanding of this whole episode was victory. And so, friends, you may be challenged in some area of your life where you've fallen short with God's perfect will. The latter end of your life can still be within the will of God. You can still finish your race victorious, just like me. We we both want to uh, have our best days before us and not behind us. And so, Lord, I pray for myself and for each of the listeners. May our best days in you be before us and not behind us. May anything that hinders us be broken. Help us, Lord, to confess any sins that may be hindering us in any way and to come out strong, full of the Spirit of the Lord and overcoming everything that rises up against us or against the knowledge of you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.